0: So communication is key, whether in life or in business. And there are some basic communication styles that really do affect the way that we get along with and work with our coworkers. So our talent specialist, Elisa Walters today, is going to unpack some of those communication styles for us. Elisa, tell us about communication at the workplace.
1: Thanks, Sue. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this. I'm going to break down the four major styles of communication. Some would argue that there's five, so I will touch upon that fifth one, but I'm really going to be focused on the the four most common styles and ways that people communicate. So the first is passive. Second is aggressive. Third is passive aggressive. And the fourth is assertive. That fifth one that is thrown around is manipulative. So starting with passive passive is one ineffective way to communicate. It is somebody who is ignoring their own needs. They're avoiding expressing their feelings, expressing their opinions. And in a lot of cases, this is because this person might be a people pleaser. Uh, they're afraid of uh, you know making waves um, trying to avoid any conflict. So they defer to others for decision making and they just ultimately are not expressing their their views, their thoughts, their opinions. So an example of this would be I don't have an opinion on this or I'm good to do whatever everyone else wants to do. And while it comes across as being very easygoing, in the long run, especially for that person who is a passive communicator, it can start to negatively impact them. Everything from negative, anxious, Depressive thoughts, resentment. Um, those are all feelings that may be stirred up when somebody is continuously ignoring their own needs, ignoring their own rights. And, you know, in return, they're setting it up that they're teaching other people that they can ignore their rights as well. So that's passive. And before I move on, what are your thoughts on passive? How would you weigh in on that?
0: I think it's really interesting because in a way, the passive personality is also putting a lot of onus on the other person, right, at work to have to make the decisions to have to take the initiative. So if you look at it that way, it's it's um, a little bit unfair too, I think.
2: I agree. I agree. And also going back to that, Alisa, that it it almost is the appearance of like, yes, I'm easygoing. I'm the one that um, you want to work with because I don't uh, ruffle feathers. Uh, Touching on what Sue just said, at least my personality, I want that interaction. I want that back and forth of ideas. Um, And I want someone to challenge what I'm thinking because that's what makes ideas and products better, right? Like I want someone in the room saying, well, wait a second, did you think of this? Did you think of that? And not like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Amazing. Fantastic. At the end of the day, I need some type of, you know, we want to make this as best as it can be. And we're not going to have that unless we have someone in the room or people in the room that are uh, feel safe enough to have those conversations.
1: I agree. Yeah. yeah. It also, you know, we talked about the the feelings of that might come up for the person who is passively communicating, but resentful can, that resentment can be from both sides where somebody, you know, who is, uh, whether it's a a colleague um, can become very resentful of this person for not, you know, speaking up and always deferring and, and not kind of coming to the table with their own ideas and opinions too. It can make you look like you don't care about the product, right? Or Mm -hmm. the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the second one, uh, which is on the complete opposite spectrum of passive is aggressive. So that is where um, an individual expresses their feelings, their needs, their ideas, their opinions, but it's at the expense of others. They're ignoring other people's feelings, other people's wants and needs their, uh, their opinions and is fully su- in support of their own. And this person may come off as being uh, very commanding, very demanding, um, and maybe come off as this in having this um, sense of superiority that you know everyone else's opinions are inferior to theirs. Um, and this one, you know, people who tend to communicate in an aggressive way are seen to be more defensive and hostile, um, and 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 some of that communication can be very hurtful and impactful in a negative way, and also create this sense of in- intimidation and fear of, of wanting to speak up from that other side of the, the, the table when somebody is communicates in an aggressive way. And an example would be, you know, this is how it's going to be, get over it, or I'm never wrong, your opinion doesn't matter. So those are some, uh, some examples of somebody who might come off as being a, a, an aggressive communicator.
2: It can be divisive, you know, like when you're in a group setting and to your point, Alisa, where people may not feel welcome to bring their ideas to the table because of that super strong personality, um, just because it's, it's going to be squashed or it's not going to be heard um, and it could definitely stifle creativity.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it definitely would stifle creativity. And I think there's a real opportunity there as well or a real potential there Let me say that again. I think there's a real potential there to also create resentment with your Mm -hmm. co right? Mm -hmm. Because they feel like their opinions aren't valued, their voices aren't heard, so why should they even
1: try? So once again, productivity is impacted. Yeah, and in turn, creating a a toxic work environment. So going into the third one, the combination of the two, passive-aggressive. This is where somebody who communicates, they appear passive, appear to be easygoing, go with the flow, avoiding conflict. But there's these subtleties that are brewing underneath the surface. And and there's this subtle acting out, if you will. So it might come out in the form of sarcasm, indirect communication, making snide comments and, and, and avoiding a conversation. This can be the lack of consideration for somebody's feelings, the or you know, a limited consideration of somebody's feelings, but really just, you know, appearing like on the surface, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with the flow, whatever the masses want. But underneath they're suppressing their opinions and whatever it might be, maybe it's coming from a place of anger or feeling like their, you know, their opinions aren't being heard. So it's going to come out in this subtle aggressive way that is essentially exerting control by using, you know, whatever it might be. Sarcasm is is one that I think a lot of people can, can relate to.
0: I think sarcasm is one. And I think another way that you can identify the passive aggressive personality in your office, because I've seen this, is the gossip. Whoever the office gossip is, is a passive aggressive person because they are not coming directly to person with whom they probably have an issue or a question or a problem, they're going around them and telling everybody else. And to me,
2: that's like the quintessential passive-aggressive behavior type at work, or just in general. So I completely agree, and I, I think we've all been in that scenario. I think it's one of the most toxic, if not the most toxic, of the, of the four types, maybe fifth type being manipulative that we'll get into a little bit later um, on the borderline of the, those two being the worst types. But this one just causes so much friction and unnecessary feelings of angst between people that haven't even communicated with one another, but it's because of a, a third party that they have friction between the two of them because I've been in that mix too. And that's so unfair for those two people because of that one person who's the passive aggressive out of the three. And yeah, to to Sue's point, because of them going around other people, um, it it just creates this very toxic place. You don't enjoy going into work because of it. Very unsafe.
1: And this, you know, my opinion, I feel that the passive-aggressive communication style is probably the most uh, toxic because with a, a person who communicates passively, you know it—it's it, passive, and and that it can be you know frustrating and resentful. But when you put the two together, it is you know it's a storm. In that sense, I think it's it's very that is probably, in my opinion, the the hardest style
0: because you don't know where you stand, right? With that person. I feel like with the passive person, you kind of know where you stand with the aggressive person. You definitely know where you stand, With the passive aggressive, you just don't Mm -hmm. have that. And it's almost
2: like they're acting one way in front of you. And then behind your back, they're doing something different. And they never want to have that moment of like confrontation saying, Hey, let's stop this. Let's have a conversation. Let's fix this because then they're put on the spot and they've been caught. So it's just awkward all the way around.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the segue into the manipulative one, right? Because people can communicate in a way where it it can be very calculating and very cunning and where it's, you know, outwardly, they're using a style of communication that has makes the other person potentially feel guilty about something that they're doing or they're doing something wrong. But the person who's communicating is presenting in such a way that it can be they ultimately are getting out of the situation what they want and they need but in a in a very calculating manipulative and cunning way how do you tell the difference between the passive aggressive and the manipulative i think somebody is going to be more aggressive in their style of communication it's going to be you know there's somebody's going to be more while they're That I think that it it comes down to with, with a passive person, you know, that this person is very like, go with the flow. Everything is great. You know, I'm, I'm fine with anything. I don't have an opinion on this, but somebody who is manipulative, they're going to be nice about it and sweet with it. There's an agenda behind it. And I think ulterior motive, perfect uh, phrasing. Thank you. And I think that, From a passive person standpoint, they can be an easy target because they may not recognize it as anything but this person being nice. So I think that somebody who has a manipulative personality, learning that style can take a little bit of time. And unfortunately, it takes getting burned. Yeah. And I think too, with passive aggressive people,
2: there will be holes that start to like, they start to leave a, a chain of things that you can go back on and say, well, wait a second, this isn't adding up. How did that person find out about this when I've only had a conversation with this person? Like they're, like you start to see like a pattern. I feel like more with manipulative people, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's very well thought out most of the time. Like they have their agenda. They, they know ha- how to strategically make that happen. <laughs> um, and then you don't find out until the very end almost like, oh crap, like they've really pulled one like over on me. Maybe that's kind of the
0: right. difference
2: between that and passive aggressive too.
0: Yeah. And, and I think like the manipulative person may be just right down the middle. They may not be passive or aggressive. They might just be a normal, friendly, gregarious, charming person who manages to get out of doing all the work <laughs> and then passes that off on other people or something like that. And after a while you go, wait a minute they're not really my friend or they're not, you know, my ally in the workforce because, uh, or in the workplace, because I'm actually getting a lot of stuff dumped on me that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I love that you brought that up, you know, two people that might be working on a project and their boss wants them both to weigh on on it. And, you know, Sue so to your point where somebody's trying to get out of something, they might use a more manipulative tactic. If that's, if that's their style and, and that's how they get out of doing things.
2: Or I was thinking even from past experience, someone that is just like, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. And becomes that person of like to be relied on. And really they're kind of positioning themselves to be the go-to person when in actuality um, they're so bogged down with other things and they've like delegated to other people that they're not the ones doing it at the end of the day. So it's like one of those manipulative tools of like, okay, I'm going to get everyone to think that I'm the one doing everything you
1: know i'm juggling all these balls in the air one of my favorite expressions somebody once said this to me i remember um i was working with somebody who everybody just adored and everybody just thought you know well, she's the best she's the greatest and it's like but she doesn't do anything like she's not the one doing the job and somebody once put this in perspective and this was earlier on in my career we're navigating those different types of situations and not feeling like everything needed to be validated, people circle their own drain. And that has been something that has always stuck with me. People are going to show, they're going to show their cards eventually. And it's not up to anybody else <laughs> to, to um, you know, to put that person, to, to, you know, to ultimately, you know, put that person under the microscope.
2: It might take a little longer for that person to circle the drain, being the manipulative person versus the passive aggressive person. I feel like the passive aggressive person that will become apparent very clearly. Yeah. The manipulative person, it might take mm-hmm. a little longer. And then you're like, Oh, Oh, yep, That's the person you are. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Eventually they will get there. Wow. And you said there was a, a fifth. Yeah. I would consider this one of the four main ones of passive passive-aggressive, aggressive, aggressive, um, and then assertive. So we'll talk about assertive. And assertive is really the most effective communicator. It is somebody who is very self-confident when they communicate, very direct, honest, and values somebody else's opinions, somebody's feelings, and, and somebody's point of view. And it's sitting down and having, and a lot of times this style is going to be a dialogue. This person wants to know what other people's feelings and opinions and points of views are. Um, it may not be the best approach, but giving somebody the space to be heard and somebody t- to bring you know their opinions to the table, that's what makes somebody who is assertive also an effective communicator because they're also actively listening and they're being mindful that their point of view may not be the best way to do it. And they're not always right. So they're coming from it in a very um, honest and direct way of communicating.
0: We're going to unpack this topic about
1: the different communication styles some more in our next
0: episode. I think it'd be really helpful to know not only how to identify the people around you who rely on these communication styles, but how to identify if perhaps you are the manipulator, or you are the passive aggressive person, and how to communicate in a more healthy way. It's been great, Elisa. Really, really helpful. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Also, one other thing to add to our next conversation is being assertive as a female in business, right? And how that's interpreted. And, you know, sometimes, depending on who your group is or who your team is, being assertive can come across as being aggressive just because of your gender.
1: A hundred percent. And it's, it, that is something that when, so, when, you know, when a woman comes off as being direct and honest and to the point, um, that is taken in, in many situations as being difficult.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent, excellent point. Um, and you know, I think what it comes down to is we will break down, um, how to recognize that within yourself, how to recognize that from a colleague standpoint or a managerial standpoint, and and how to move forward, how to be mindful of somebody's communication styles, and also be mindful of your communication styles. And
0: if you are an assertive female who is being treated like an aggressive female, how do you set the record straight? Mm-hmm. In a way that keeps the doors of communication open, that's challenging too.
2: Absolutely. How are you heard, you know, at the end of the day when people are already shutting you out because they're uh, interpreting your style as aggressive or passive aggressive?
1: Yeah. It's continuing to express yourself clearly, calmly, and not sacrificing politeness, not sacrificing this I- idea that you need to be right.
2: Mm-hmm which can be hard. I mean, I will be the first person to say that. It is not easy, especially if you're being put in the same situations over and over again in different contexts and you can't get past that wall. It's hard to remain calm and 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 try to like be receptive and listen and because the the space doesn't seem safe anymore. Once you have those defenses built up. Mhm. Very
1: hard, very hard. And one of the things that we'll talk about too next time is when you're finding yourself in these situations, at what point is it appropriate, especially in a workplace situation, to essentially coach somebody on their communication style? And I think that that's that's a big thing. I mean, going to your supervisor or the head of a company and trying to coach them on their communication style might not be something you can do. But if there's a colleague that you're finding your communication styles don't, don't match, it might, if you feel comfortable having those conversations with that colleague and sitting down and having a, a coachable conversation about effective communication. And hopefully they're just listening to this podcast and they'll know what to do. There you go.
0: <laughs> much more to come. <laughs> this is a great topic. Thank you so much for all the
2: insights, Alisa. Yes, thank you. To be continued. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound
0: production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica
2: Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.